Welcome to the Halloween Unleashed Podcast. And now, here are your hosts for the week. Welcome everyone to Halloween Unleashed, and I am back this week once again with Hannah. Hannah, how are you? I'm great, Chris. How are you doing? I'm good. This is starting to get to be a habit, which I'm quite enjoying, is having you on the show. Yeah, me too. It's it's just so much fun every single time. You know, you're like, hey, you want to do a show this week? I'm like, yes, it's exciting. So, by all means. And on top of that, you know... Um, I'm getting a lot of really good feedback from the episodes that you have been on. It's like people like our banter. They like having a female dynamic in the room. So it's, it's been nice. You know, it's been nice to, to, to kind of play off of each other. That is super awesome. That makes me actually honestly happy. I didn't even know because I don't, I don't see a lot of the feedback, but just hearing that makes me feel really great about this. Well, as Corey Jones likes to say, you know, like they don't ever run to the person with it. They always run to me. So people usually run to me to tell me things about the show or whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool, great. Like, you know, and I don't mean that in a derogatory type sense, but like, you know, I'll get messages on Instagram. You know, uh, I just discovered your podcast. Thanks to Hannah. I just wanted to tell you, you know, you do a wonderful job. I'm going back listening to other episodes and it's a really really good podcast i hope you keep it up you know and it's made my drives to work that much that much better and that's that's really what i made the podcast originally for was for people like us that are into halloween that do commute to work and they can listen on the way to and from or on their breaks or whatever so it's it's really nice to know that there's people that uh that are appreciating what we do Oh, definitely. Like I have been, I've been trying to get more people to listen. I'll post it on my page. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I had so much fun with this. You guys, you know, go listen to it. And some of them will. And they're like, that was so much fun. Even people, uh, I have a couple of friends here who don't really know much about Halloween, but they will listen to it. And they listen to the H2O episode. And I got one of them to listen to the resurrection episode. And they really enjoyed it, despite not being like a huge fan, you know, like or knowing anything. They just watched the movie once, and they were like, "Oh, this is this is so informative, and just you guys sound like you're having so much fun, and it, I just love it." So I definitely see where you're coming from, and I, I'm glad that's that it's happening this way. Well, that's the thing too is like there's some people out there that says, "Well, I don't like whatever movie or whatever mass that we're covering," and it's like if you just tune in to to hear some of the backstory sometimes that that can be the most fun about a podcast is usually like the story behind the story you know and that's that's really what halloween unleashed is all about is just completely just being com- transparent open and uh getting giving people a peek behind the curtain for things that i know or maybe that has not been widely discussed so it's it's been fun yeah definitely i i totally agree that, that is so awesome well, this week we're gonna we're gonna switch gears. We're gonna get off of the talking about the series a little bit, get back onto the Indy uh, Myers mask scene, 
And uh, we're going to talk about the hobby within the hobby uh, a lot today. So um, this is this is one I've really been looking forward to because the, the hobby has evolved over the years. And I'm looking forward to talking about that with you. Oh, definitely. I actually, that reminds me, I... You know, I've have I've looked at your work for like a lot of many years. I am see, I'm 25 years old right now, and probably since I was about 16, I've noticed your work first, and I was like, you know what? I wonder. I, I always wonder the backstory, you know, and you know, since it's a hobby that you obviously got into, and we're going to talk about mask hobby. Um, my question for you is. What got you started on, what inspired you, I, I'm guessing obviously the Halloween movies, but like what clicked in you to decide that you were going to start making masks? That's a great question because like um, this is, believe it or not, this is my 22nd year in, in the hobby. I started in 1999 when you were a ripe old age of three. So I started collecting and getting into it and I was, when I was back in 1999 when I was, when I was 20 years old. And, um, so that just kind of gave away my age, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, you know, a lot of it about me getting into the art side of it was really about, um, I was making a, was that you by the way? Yes. Sorry. Okay. I just want to make sure I was like, what is that noise? <laughs> um, but a lot of it was I was I was making the fan film Halloween H3O and when I got the you just recently watched that so that th- this will be probably pretty familiar to you yes but this but the scene where um young Steven is gets the Halloween 6 mask and it looks like overly white and I, I only had that kid for one night, so I couldn't go back and reshoot with him. But I, I remember thinking to myself, wow, that mask is way too white on screen and it needs to be weathered. And I was going to take the rotted version that I had and send it to the artists at the time that I had bought it from to, um, to have it re-weathered. And he was going to charge me a brand new fee. And I was like, well, I've already, I've already spent the budget, so I don't have the budget to do that. Let me try, you know? And so I started talking to some people. I was working at a, working at a film college at the time. And I went over to the special effects department and I started talking to them about different ways I could, I could weather something. And so they started to kind of give me tips and different things and things I could try on uh, a latex mask. And I did it and lo and behold, like when the movie came out, um, people started really digging some of the stuff that I added to the aged mask to dull it down, to make it really pop on screen. So that's kind of how I started was, um, was just kind of, it kind of took on a life of its own, like out of, out of the blue, I was a collector made a movie. And then all of a sudden I had to reweather something because it was too white on screen. And mm-hmm. That's how the artist side of me making masks was was born, and wow, kind of, kind of took off from there. That that is really cool. See over here, I was just thinking that you just 
said, you know what? I'm going to try to do that. I didn't know it sparked from seeing the mask the way it was on screen, you know, which is, which is, uh, which is really, really interesting. Um, you know, I just, I mean, it's just, it's great because you get to see, we get, we get to all see how you have evolved. And that's the thing with artists, you know, you start out one way in which I think all of them are great, but it's like, you can tell, you know, how much you were evolving throughout the years with your masks. And I, I just always thought they were so great. And I'm like, you know what? I got to find, I got to find out who this person is, you know, but you know, at the time I was younger and I couldn't really just go out and start adding strangers like on the internet because I was very, very watched like a hawk considering my age, you know, but um, that's a really great story. That, that really is a good story. I, I honestly, this is probably the first time I'm hearing it considering how long we've been friends. That's probably the first time I'm hearing this story. Let me let me ask this question to you. Um, you you talk about that you that you ran across my work. What was the, what was the first piece that that you saw that got your attention? If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> okay, well, it was the photo. I was you know going on Google Images, just looking at you know Michael Myers masks, and I was obsessed. But it was the photo with the guy with the martini glass. <laughs> you know. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was like, who is that? And I'm like, who did that mask? That is such a good mask. That has to be, that looks so good, you know? And later I learned it was you that did the mask. You know, at first I thought it was you in the picture, but then I learned it wasn't. But the mask was done by you, and I'm no, like, that is... That is my, my-, my nipples aren't that nice. <laughs> okay, well, now, now I know, but... But at the time, I was like, you know, the mask is so good. You know, I'm like, this is a funny ass picture, but the mask, oh my God, you know? And then I saw the name and it said Chris Morgan and I'm like, ooh. So I decided to, you know, I'm a creep. So I decided to just look you up and, you know, I saw more of your work. I was like, dude, this guy, you know what? And I didn't, I wasn't aware of any of the artists and any of the other artists out there at the time. So you were the pretty much the first one that I noticed, you know? And um, I was just like, oh, my God, I want to add him as a friend on Facebook. But I was like 17 and I was being monitored. So I was like, I can't do that. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, you know what I mean? And it was just a struggle. But, you know, I had to wait. But in all due time, it all came together. And it's great to know you now. So that's I definitely appreciate you sharing that with me. That's pretty interesting because, you know, we've we've gotten really close over the last couple of years. And it's uh, it's neat to hear that, how how that all kind of started. And, and it's just funny because that picture I get sent every year from someone that said, Hey, I thought that you would think that this is funny. And I'm like, well, yeah, I took the picture. They're like, no, you didn't. I'm like, yeah. And and for those listening that don't know what we're talking about, it's the hello October. I've been waiting for you with Michael Myers holding the goblet wine glass with his nipple sticking out. I, I took that picture. It was a joke. And we, I have, I have more outtakes from that, from that photo shoot that I'm afraid to put up because I don't want those stolen too. But somebody obviously stole that picture and started a memes situation with it. And it's followed me around ever since. And every year there's someone that'll, that'll start the chain, start the posts and then they'll tag me in it and say, hey, I saw this and thought of you, thought you'd think it's funny. And I'm just like, yeah, I took the fucking picture. I, I, I know all about it. 
So <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was it. Was I mean, in the end, you have to be grateful because if it wasn't for that picture, I don't know if I, well, I might have eventually ran into you because I was over here like obsessing over Myers masks and needing to find out more. <laughs> so. So that that was it. You know, I was looking all over the place as much as I could. Very interesting. But, um, you know, for me, with like this mask hobby thing at the time, you know, I was obviously I was too young to afford. You know, I, I just started working, you know, my first part time job. And I was like, you know, I would like to get a mask. But I didn't think too much about it because I had no idea what the price ranges were. I just knew that they would be out of my price range. So I just didn't even bother, like, asking around. But I did look, you know, I've looked on lots of places. You know, I've looked on places that I won't name. And I've looked on Instagram eventually once I got Instagram, you know, and I've seen a lot of great cosplayers on there and it really, really, really inspired me. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's a lot of really nice ones out there and you know, there's, you know, speaking of like, you know, you hunting around looking at prices and stuff, you know, that's the one thing that is a huge misconception. It's like, you know, nothing offends an artist more, you know, I, and I can't speak for every artist. Nothing offends me more. I'll I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll speak for myself. But nothing offends me more when someone messages you, they think that they're going to get a movie quality product for a mass produced price. And it's like, you know, when you go to a discount auto place and you're going to buy a set of brakes and you're going to do them yourself, you know, chances are you're going to get a better deal buying it and doing it yourself than you are going to a mechanic shop. But you know what? you don't know how to do it like that mechanic does it. You don't know, you don't have the years of experience that the mechanic does that has put the labor into it, that knows exactly where everything needs to go, why the part needs to be done in very specific orders and what products need to be used in order to ensure the safety and the best result. So my point is, is for anybody out there that's listening that, that thinks that, some of these artists charge too much, you know, think again, because you're, you're not paying for the part you're paying for the labor that goes into the part. just like you do when you take your, your car into a car shop or a tire place or a brake place or wherever it is, you're paying for the labor and you're paying for the labor and the experience that goes into making that product. So it's not the product itself that costs it's the labor. It's the time. Exactly. You know, I, and honestly, like, obviously I don't do masks, but I do draw, you know, I do do Mm -hmm. some things and it takes a long time. You know, you would think, you know, you just look at something they're like, oh, that's so pretty. And I'll give you like 50 bucks. Well, what if I, as the artist, don't think it was worth that time, my time, my creativity, my effort, you know, the, the, the anger, the frustration, like all the experience, Everything you put into that, you know, as the artist, you are entitled to say what, what what your pricing is. And that's why I didn't go around and I, you know, I wanted to get one of your masks, but I had no idea what I was going to get myself into as far as price. So I didn't ask yet. I was like, I'm going to wait until I save up a good amount of money, you know, before I contact you because I didn't want to be an ass, you know, because I'm sorry, but you don't go up to an artist that you have no idea who they are or what they do or what the or how much time and effort they put into their art. You don't just go up to them and say, 
I have a hundred dollars, you know, are you going to take it? And they're like, no, well, you're too expensive. Well, fuck off. Okay. You don't, you don't know. You know, it's very disrespectful. And I, I noticed that a lot of people are doing that and they need to cut that shit because if you don't do the art yourself, you don't know what kind of effort and time and labor and sweat and everything is put into it. So shut your mouth and move on. If you can't afford it, get something that's way cheaper and less great quality, you know? Well, that's, so, that's the problem too, is like, there's so many rehaulers. There's like, I, I, I say that these rehaulers are like, uh, mogwise, you know, they, they multiply when you get them wet and, <laughs> Gremlins. and it, exactly. So it's like, and you definitely can't feed them after midnight, but <laughs> they, uh, they are multiplying rapidly and they're charging 85 to a hundred dollars for a repaint and a rehair. But if you and it's like no disrespect to any of those artists, or, and yeah. I use quotation marks artists, but th- but they think it's so easy and that they could just slap a paint onto a product and just call it a day and collect money for it. No, you know, there's one thing about it: you can charge eighty-five to a hundred dollars for something, and it be complete dog shit. And that's what we see more of nowadays. Is we see more. More people doing it for less amount of money, but you're getting a less amount of product too. And that's, that's a problem all in itself. And that's a conversation for another day. But, you know, th- that's, that's the thing that really gets me angry is when somebody will put me on the level of someone that's charging 85 to $100 for a rehaul. And it's like, can you look at mine and look at theirs and say that they're exactly the same? Yeah, they, you know? they didn't put the same amount of work. And it's obvious, you know. You know, they just took a mask that was pretty much put out there and they just, okay, let me just take off the hair and repaint a little bit, you know. And like, obviously, I can't really say any, like, I know you can, but I cannot because I don't, I haven't worked on any masks or anything like that. So I don't know what it's even like to recall, but just from it being totally obvious as an indie artist that grounds up or molds masks versus somebody who just repaints slash rehairs, you know, it's like, don't don't sit there and expect that person who does all of the work, you know, to charge you the same prices versus somebody who does half the work, you know. Absolutely. And and in many ways, uh, rehauling a mask is I don't want to say it's more difficult. It has I'll just say it has its own sets of challenges, because when you get a mask in. From somebody, first of all, the current owner, you don't know their living conditions. You don't know what touched that mask. If there's been anything exposed to that mask, that's going to cause your uh, paint or whatever it is to bubble up and not not bond to that. So typically, what you have to do is you have to go and you have to strip the strip the paint down. Um, and a lot of times, you don't have to strip it back down to bare latex. That's usually the best the best go of it. But what if the ar- artist previously uh, to it, you know, painted it in such a way that you can't get that paint off? Now you're subjected to to take a product that you have no clue what the problem even is is why your paint won't adhere to that old paint. But yeah. you're 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 basically you're taking a shot in the dark and hoping that something sticks, and literally something sticks. And um, it, it it gets frustrating because you don't know what you're dealing with. And let's say it's it's a it's a mass produced item. Well, that thing could have touched 150,000 surfaces before it ever got to 
your your desk and now you're expect to fix a problem that somebody else made um <sighs> and that's and that's the same thing with any artist out there if if i don't know what artist a did to it well why are you expecting artist b to be able to fix something that they broke you know yeah. in the first place that causes you to want to get it rehauled so there's a lot of people that don't understand why I don't like to rehaul other artists things. First of all, I think that the whole concept of rehauling has gotten way, way, way <laughs> overblown at this point because everybody's going to put a new slap of paint on something or they're going to redo something. And a lot of times things don't need to be redone. There's certain uh, pieces in this hobby that I really wish were never touched because they are that, they're that much of a a time capsule for that time period and when you update that paint job to make it look like everything else that's out in the modern era well then it's no different than anything else but if you had left it as it was from the original artist from its time period now you have a time capsule of where the hobby was you have some somewhat of a history there and now like by just stripping all that away and redoing it now you've kind of removed it mm. but uh, back on the subject here, like people wonder why I don't rehaul stuff. And a lot of times it's because I've had some very, very, very bad experiences rehauling things because of the, of the fact that um, I've had a situation. Now I was completely blamed for this by a guy that I won't mention his name, Jarrett Nunley. Sorry, I did slipped out. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It slipped out, but he trashes me consistently on the site that shall not be named. Um, <laughs> and he's site. done, he, he's done it for seven years. Now I was hired to redo two H2O mass for him. And one of them was a Tom Smith, uh, Smith's Grove Morningside, whatever you want to call them, H2O. And the other one was a KNB, uh, H2O V1, which is, looks like, like the little angry child that I've um. talked about before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not, not the Winston mold, the other one, but, uh, both of those situations, I had problems with my paint adhering to those poles because I didn't know what they were sealed with. I didn't know what they, what was used, but the paint kept peeling up. So instead of trying to, uh, put a square peg in a round hole, I just refunded all of his money. I did the best I could and sent it to him and said, here, I did these for free. Do with these w with what you will, because I couldn't do anything with them. And I feel bad because I have a feeling that in six weeks, this paint is going to peel off of this thing and it's going to be dog shit. Well, wow. lo and behold, he got, a, he got a full refund. He got two masks out of me. And he still proceeded to dog my work on the site that shall not be named. Wow. <laughs> so I just rather not deal with other people's problems when it comes to rehauling. I don't like rehauling mass produced. I don't like rehauling other artists work. Um, and if it's an artist that I respect, I think it's disrespectful to, to rehaul other artists work because again, it's a time capsule of, their unique touch on that on that specific piece for that time period and it shouldn't be touched period big respect big respect a lot of people don't seem to understand that you know and it's just i think it's crazy see i didn't know about that i think it's crazy that you know this guy has the audacity to 
get Jared some Nunley. kind of okay that guy you know i don't want to you know sour my mouth with that name so you know if who, it, who Jarrett? Jarrett Nunley? <laughs> anyways <laughs> the fact that he got free work from you um and then even though you refunded all his money and you were honest with him which is honestly the best thing from anybody if you're going to do business with anybody you want honesty okay this guy, like, you will give him honesty, you will refund his money, and t- said, I did what I could, but I'm sorry, I can't give you exactly what you want, because obviously some some shit went down with this, and it's, you know, you were honest. I would have appreciated the fuck out of that, considering you also gave back the money, and tried, so what the hell, but you got, you know, you got douchebags like that, you know, so. Yeah. But, yet, but yet, I am the dishonest asshole that of lives course. in the hobby. Fucking read. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. So, um, as that, that's the thing with like rehauls, you know, it's if, if you want someone to fix someone else's shit, you know, expect maybe it's not doable. You know, if you get your money back, that's really great. Not every artist will do that. They'll be like, look, I did what I could. Thanks for the money, you know? So, <laughs> that's just how it is. Well, here, here's the other thing too, and there's been, um, there's been other artists that have stood up and said, well, I don't know why he wouldn't redo it. I don't have a problem with my paint stick. Okay, fine. Great. That's your paint. I have a very specific process that I use. So, you know, just because you're able to make it work, well, maybe they should have went to you in the first place and left me out of it because Uh I don't, I'm not a rehauler. I don't like to rehaul things. I like to pull things from my mold or get in blanks from people that I know and know what I'm dealing with. And so therefore I can guarantee the work. Exactly. You just want to be able to know in the end, it's end game is you want to know what you're dealing with. Okay. Absolutely. Well, what else, what else you got? Well, um, since we're talking about hobbies, I'll, I'll give you a little insight on how, how I started, you know, um, I'll, I'll just say it here since I'm a girl it was a little questionable at first for me to wonder if I should even bother collecting masks because yes, I can collect and I can have stuff on display. But for me, when it comes to masks, I want to be able to wear them and rock the whole go up. You know, I don't want to just have it sitting there collecting dust or whatever, you know, I'm not going to let collect dust, but you know what I mean? I don't like Mm -hmm. to have it sitting there. You know, I want to be able to take part with it. Like if I spend that much money on a good mask, I want to be able to use it. You know, it's not a toy or anything. So, I personally thought, should I start getting into cosplay? I don't know. I'm a girl. I've, I don't know any other girls that, you know, cosplays Michael Myers, you know, correctly. So I'm over here like, I got to try. I got to try. I was a little afraid. So I did start out with, you know, I started out with a cheap mask. And I said, well, if I can pull this off, then I'll move up, you know. So Yeah, it is very smart. And to be honest, the person, and I'm going to give him a huge shout out, the person that inspired me to start cosplaying is Hunter Hood or You Can't Kill the Boogeyman 93 on Instagram. He definitely inspired me. I saw him wearing like all your masks. First of all, it really clicked with me because he was wearing your masks and I loved your masks. And I'm like, this is perfect. A great cosplayer with, you know, wearing the greatest masks. You know, I, I have to try this. So I just, I would look through his feed. I'm like, this is just endless, endless greatness. I just, I love it so much. So I really got inspired by him. 
and I wanted to go ahead and start myself. So I just said, I got to get me some coveralls. You know, I, um, I was daring enough to go to tractor supply. got me some, some, um, Schmidt coveralls, I think. Um, and I tried them on and they were okay, a little baggy, but I was going to deal with it. Cause that's what I paid for. You know, I wasn't going to sit there and bitch about it and got my mask. I got a, I ended up getting a Tots uh, rehaul H2O because H2O was my favorite mask at the time. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. So I got it in, I put the mask on, it was a little big. And once I started taking certain pictures, um, I was like, this looks really good. I can do this, you know? And I got super happy because when I posted it, people were like, Oh my goodness, you did so well. And I'm like, Yes. And and that always helps. You know, you got people that are on your side, they got your back and they want to support you. That that really helps. So I I was really inspired even more to go further. You know, I wanted to evolve and get better. So I knew what I was going to go for as soon as I wanted to get a better mask and it was going to be one of your masks. So, you know, I, I, I asked Hunter, I was like, you know, um, I was like, you know, does the mask fit well? This and that. I asked a few questions here and there you know, about your masks. So then once I knew what I was going to get into, I went ahead and I wanted to get a mask from you. And it's like, I just kept on growing and growing and growing and it's, it was becoming addictive, you know, and I got red caps coveralls and I just, they were more comfortable. I started realizing what my comfort level is as far as cosplaying. And, you know, I finally got to own one of your masks and I was so happy. And, it was just all coming together for me. So I just haven't been able to stop since. And, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be the girl that could pull off a good Michael Myers cosplay, like legit. You know, I know that there's a lot of uh, females who will make it look more feminine, but I wanted to be the first one to make it look legit without showing any hints that I was a girl, you know, and I wanted to make it look legit. So I think I succeeded with that. And you did. I, you did. yes, I did. I did. See, Coming from you, that's a huge, that's a huge plus. So I, I succeeded with that and I, I keep going, you know, it's just, it's, it's an addiction. (laughs) Well, this is, this is a part of the show where I'm going to, I'm going to peel back the curtain a little bit and let the general audience kind of see behind the scenes a little bit. And I'm going to share like my mentality when, uh, when I'm making a mess and believe me, I'm, I, I'm going off of what you said. So this is, this does have a point to back up what you just said. Uh, I knew like when you came to me th- that, and you were going to get an H2O, you were going to get a seven. I knew that that was like one of your first big purchases. So what was hard for me was knowing the love that you had for that movie and for that mask. I was petrified making that mask. Really? I was because it was, it's such a personal uh, statement for you. You know, that mask, that, that movie, that, that whole thing, it kind of encapsules your fandom. So making that first mask for you was like, it was, you know, I'm I'm going to just be honest. Like whenever I'm making someone's mask, I stress. I do because <laughs> you out care. of every well, every artist out there, or not every artist, like uh, every collector out there chooses someone to make something for them. And whenever someone chooses me to make something for them, I feel like well, you had a you had a choice of some really great artists out there, and you chose me. 
I feel like when when the spotlight's put on me, but believe me, I love it. I'm thankful for it. But at the same time, I do get a little stressed because I, 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 I hope and pray that I'm able to capture everything that you wanted. And that's why I that's why I have a 14 day trade out policy. And I, I've had that since the day I started. And that is only once again, like I, going back on the rehaul thing. That's because I guarantee the work. If you get it in and the fit is not what you expected or it's too big, um, well, send it back. I'll trade it out for a smaller copy. Maybe I, I misjudged or maybe I got the sizing wrong. It happens. Um, you know. But I know that I have no problem selling that mask, so send it back. I will sell it to someone else who has a bigger or smaller head and we'll, we'll start again. You know, But... Um, I've, I've done that since day one, because if, if you get it in and it's not 100% to your satisfaction, if it's not, uh, what you saw in the pictures or it's not what you envisioned, um, instead of coming up with quote unquote money problems and bill problems, and you have to sell something off and then you never really talk to that artist again. Well, I'm putting it out there. I'm guaranteeing my work saying, if you're not 100% satisfied, no questions asked. I will gladly trade it out for you. And you had a situation where the 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 one mask I sent you was a was a GKY and it was too big, right? Yes. What was the first thing that happened? Well, you definitely guaranteed me another mask. There you go. So, you know, that's that's speaking to like what what you're saying is like, you know, you know, when you started going through as a collector and figuring out things and and asking questions and uh, researching and all this stuff. I wanted to let people hear from the collector side. Then I wanted people to hear from the mass maker side to tell you, I can't speak again. I can't speak for everybody, but what I personally go through, what my journey is every time I get an order or I'm going to do some custom work for somebody, I'm thankful for it. I, I, I'm appreciative of every customer I've had over the course of the last 12, 13 years. But at the same time, it does get a little um, stressful because, you know, you I, I put everything I have into every piece that I do. Mm-hmm. I see. And that's it. You know, you can tell, too. And I don't know. Maybe that's what caught my eye with your work first. Like, I could tell this person, whoever this Chris guy is, he is a huge fan. He takes his time. He puts his absolute care and love and sweat and whatever into it. And I was like, and I think that's, see, I, I'm, this is before, like we even knew each other, you know, so I'm not being biased here. I know I see what I like. I see something. If I like it, I see what I like. I want to go for that, you know? And that's, that's how I felt at the time. And I still do, you know, and that's why you're my favorite artist personally saying, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but I don't care what anybody else thinks. So, that's just me, you know, and I've never had a bad experience. I've got, let's see, I've got like four, four, five of your masks and I have not been disappointed once, you know, everything's been great. So, you know, it's just, it's been a lot of fun, you know, being able to work with your masks and being able to cosplay them and just putting it out there, like showing them off and just saying, Hey, you know, I can cosplay it, just making it better, making it easier for me to evolve with my cosplay. It's like, I feel like we work together in that sense, you know? Yep. Yay. <laughs> Very well said. 
Yes, it's. I feel like it's like a team thing. Like I'll do the cosplay, you make the mask, I'll cosplay it. We'll do this. You know, it's awesome. <laughs> right on. All right. So, um, when you like, you're you, you said earlier that that you're 25 now, and I'm sorry that was my that was my phone dinging. Let me turn <laughs> off my. Um, you said earlier that you're 25 and you got into viewing your first few like when you were 16 17 right well i was looking yeah i was definitely looking around all over the place when i was at that age you know i i didn't start my first job until i my first actual like on the on the papers paying job when i was um when i was 17 so i haven't thought about i thought i had to save like a whole bunch of money before i could get like a really good mask so i was looking and browsing when i was 16 okay so you know, roughly eight, nine years, you've, you've really been just kind of in either in the backdrop or on the scenes with things. Yeah. So, um, how has thing, how have things, let me, let me get the proper English, you know, so I don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> how, how have things, uh, evolved or changed over the course of the last eight, nine years for you? Like from, from a hobby perspective? Well, um, Okay, so when I first started collecting any kind of like cheap masks, obviously I was going to go for something that I could afford. And so I ordered off, you know, I got a toss mask and, you know, it seemed to be like the thing, you know, oh, you know, everybody's getting one. And so I was like, all right, cool. You know, I can afford this and this is my little collection and everybody seems so thrilled about it. And it's like I started noticing when I took a break from Instagram, you know, I came back on once I started like uh, really, really building up, you know, my horror princess account and I started seeing a lot of, I started following a lot of cosplayers and I noticed that they weren't buying tots. They were buying like indie artist masks. So I was like, okay, you know, I, I eventually have to get into that. And obviously I already told that story. So, so I was just thinking it's, it's getting better. These people are really coming out. I didn't know there was this many people that were into this hobby so I'm going to try to make friends with a lot of them so I can get tips and get inspired more and more and, you know, make friends. And I did, I made a lot of wonderful friends. Um, so, so I was just thinking, you know, this is, this feels like a whole world and I don't know what it was, but up until I think it was last year or maybe a year and a half ago, a lot, things have quieted, quieted down a lot, you know, and it's, they're still out there, you know, there's still people cosplaying and collecting and stuff, but I don't know what it is, what happened, but uh, things seem to have quieted down a lot and it wasn't as, and I think everybody knows, you know, the cosplayers, they know what I'm talking about when they say like, it's, it's not as hot as it was just up until like a year and a half ago or so. And I uh, definitely agree because when the, when the 2018 movie came out, um, there was a huge surge in, um, popularity for the series there was all this buzz there was new people joining the hobby people buying masks people reaching out to me that i had never heard of before yeah you know and you fast forward just two to three years now it could be like the state of our world and the state of our economy right now and a lot of people are hurting out there but it just seems like that the interest level just from a supportive perspective for 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 me, watching it from afar, it seems like it has changed drastically just from where it was a couple years back. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's honestly really sad because 
when I started getting into it, it was, and that was only maybe a couple years ago and it was very, very hot and it was the thing. And it was so easy to like find more people and, and communicate with everybody. I mean, it still is because I have, I have the people on my Instagram that I have now, like we're always like active with each other, but like finding new people, you know, it's, it's not as easy as it, it used to be, you know, and it's a little sad. It's a little sad, you know, for us, but, um, but I feel like, I don't know why I feel like once this new movie comes out, people are going to get back on the train because it's an excitement. It's a hype, you know, and hopefully that'll help out a little bit. I hope so. Because, um, you know, the one thing I will say that is, I said it on one of my posts this morning as we're recording this on, on a Wednesday is I woke up to like a few really nice comments. And the first thing I said was, you know, is the, And I'm going to paraphrase this, but I said that people will never understand, you know, what, like what it means to an artist, like when you compliment their work. I mean, I don't care if you've gone out of your way to compliment someone or a group of people 150 times. That 151st time is just as important and is just as uh, appreciated as the very first comment was. And Um, It means a lot because when in the age of social media and I'm just, I'm talking from my perspective, the way I see things, maybe not everybody sees it this way and that's fine, you know, but (laughs) the way I, the way I see things is when you get someone that goes that extra mile to actually say something on your post, you've really touched them or moved them in a way that maybe your last 10 posts haven't, you know, so therefore that they felt the need to comment on this particular one. Okay. Well, what was it about that picture or about that piece or about that mask that made you come out of the woodwork and say something like, I'm going to say this, you know, bar none. I think Hunter hood takes, you know, you already mentioned them. He takes some of the best pictures I've seen. Yes. (laughs) Now, when, he first was taking pictures of the silent stalker 78 back when he got it. I was getting blown up. I probably had 40, 50, 60, 70 new messages a day, you know, asking about that same ask so much to the point where I was copying my responses and then just pasting them to every single one of them. Cause they were wow. all asking the same question. Wow. To <laughs> exactly. But, and you would always see all of his threads like blow up like crazy. And yep. when he's taking new pictures all the time and he's not getting any responses from, from that, that makes that that's a head scratcher to me. And I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe people are like, Hey, I've seen that mask a hundred different ways and maybe it's just not as exciting, but that's always kind of a head scratcher to me too, because if you thought it was awesome six months ago, what's changed just because there's a new flavor in town. That doesn't make any sense to me. You know, you know, that, that flavor is still delicious. It still tastes good, you know? So, um, but then it's like, as soon as like a piece is retired and I'll tell you like a lot of artists. um, And again, I'm going to speak for, for myself. I've retired pieces that I thought people just weren't interested in anymore. And then I would retire it. 
like, oh man, I was going to buy one of those. Why did you <laughs> retire it? I'm like, well, this is the first I've talked to you ever, or this is the first that you've mentioned anything about it. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's why I'm saying communication and public support for any cosplayer or any mask artist or anything that goes through the motions uh, to put something out there to share uh, either work or their cosplay or their art artistic side with a camera, whatever the case may be showing that love and support. It encourages more posting. It encourages uh, other participation from other people. And that's what I think that this hobby is sorely missing right now is you got the handful of people that always participate and then there's nobody else. Exactly. Like, you know, like you were saying, you know, you got the people that say, oh, man, I was going to buy it. Well, you know what? If you were, then, you know, you should have gone back and been like, damn, I love that shit. You know, just repost it, support it, because you never know. Like, you could be just one of you could be starting something, you know, you could be starting like a trend of, yeah, you know, with your friends, your friends not might follow the same the same ones as those other guys and you could share it and then open them up to see that. And they're like, damn, where, where did that come from? Well, you could start something new, you know? So by all means, share the cosplay, share the masks, appreciate it. You know, you'll give the artists or the cosplayers insight on what they should put out there more, you know, and it won't, you know, it, it'll keep inspiring them. I agree. And that's what it, uh, that's what it is all about. It's the inspiration to want to continue because I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm a sucker for, you know, getting some good feedback. No artist, and I don't care who they are, and if they if they say otherwise, they're lying to themselves and lying to everybody else they're talking to. You know, it makes you feel good when you know that you've touched someone, and yeah. and if if someone's out there saying, "Hey, I really like this," or and they're saying something other than "sweet hair" on that copy, you know. <laughs> Yeah, which is just a backhanded comment. Sorry, but it, it is. Uh, but, you know, if someone is really just going out of their way to support and, and put out there what they think of a particular piece, then, you know, that, that again, that inspires more people to participate and people to get involved. But, you know, nothing is more discouraging than you see six likes and no comments. And yeah. you're going what did I do? What, or, or, or what did I, what did I not do well this time? You know, and that's, that's another thing that, that makes you get a complex, at least for me. And again, I'm speaking for myself, speaking for myself, but I end up getting a complex about what did I do wrong this time that I didn't do last time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, comments are way more personal than just like, you know, a couple of reactions. It's like, if you comment something, see, personally, for me, this is how I am. Not everybody might be this way, but, you know, you might want to start being this way. Um, if you comment something, it's because it meant a lot to you, and you're like, holy shit. If, you, if you're thinking in your head, holy shit, don't just hit that like button. Comment that, okay? Because that, that tells the artist and the cosplayer or whatever that that is truly one of one something that really like blew your mind this morning or this whatever what time of day so be honest you know just be honest okay 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm sure that there's probably some some haters listening to this episode saying, "See, there goes Chris Morgan. He's all about the he's all about the comments. He he never gets enough comments." No, that's not what this is about. Well, they can fuck off. So they they can, you know. So you know, <laughs> if you're listening, thank you for the download, but go fuck yourself. Go fuck um, yourself. <laughs> you know, appreciate the rating, but go fuck yourself. But <laughs> um. But bottom line is, it's like it's not about the likes or the comments or anything like that. It's about the message that it sends. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's not it's see, it's not so much like the attention. It's just like letting somebody know that this is the one, you know, I got to keep doing this. I got to keep going. You know, it, it people might think, well, you know, they, they, they know what they got to do. No, a comment, you know, inspires somebody. It, it tells that person that they should keep rolling with that. You know, it's you don't you don't know what that person could be going through. You know, if they might want to give up on this piece. Well, you don't know, so help them out. You know. Well, it, I I I look at what I do, and I don't know how it is for you with cosplay, but mm. I I can tell you from a mass making perspective that the community is my audience, and. If you are a pro athlete or a stage play artist and you go out and you're a performance artist and you go out in front of that live crowd and put on a show or do something, they're going to tell you it's instant reaction you know, to what you're doing well, what you're not doing well. I look at what I do the same way. Now, I understand, hey, there's some of my pictures that can get repetitive i do a lot of masks you know and there's only so many places in my house and in my backyard that i can go and if i start getting too creative and that's another thing too they're like i i I wish that you would get more creative i would love to i would love to get so creative that it's going to blow your mind but at the same time then people are going to say well you doctored those photos and that's why it looks good so no that's not the case so i try to keep things as I don't want to say bland because they're not it, nothing that I shoot is bland. It's just, they're not creative. You know, yeah, they're, they're high quality images and they're lit well. And it shows off the details of the work. Well, but as far as recreating a movie scene or anything like that, well, no, I would have to make it half dark and do all these crazy things with it to, to make it look that way. And that's not what a paying customer that is buying a product really wants to see. They want to see no. what it looks like when they open the box. And that's exactly. what I try to recreate. Exactly. And that's what I was just thinking. As you were saying all that, I'm thinking, you know what? I don't want, when I open this box, I don't want it to look like what it looked like in this highly edited slash night photo or whatever. Like whatever you're looking at, I want to look at too. Okay. If you're looking at it this way, take the picture right there and then that's what I want to see. I don't care about like the fancy. I can make the fancy happen. Once I get the mask, I can play with it, you know, but I want to see what you're seeing. I don't want Photoshop. <laughs> so, yeah. Know, yeah, I don't want that. Nope, no four out. Nope. <laughs> no, no three, four hour out cuts. Nope. Get them just right. No, I don't want that shit. Be honest with me, you know, as I'm sorry, but. If you're gonna put something out there, something out there, don't pretty it up for me. I wanna, I wanna be able to judge that shit myself when I open the box. Right. Um, be honest, honesty, you know. <sighs> but that's just how it is, you know. Who cares? <laughs> I'm not gonna pay for like a lot of money for a mask if it's not gonna look like what I 
what it does in the photos as opposed to what I open up the box, you know, and see it. No way. That would piss me off. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. Do I sound... My, my headset died. Oh, okay. You cut off for a second, but I think you're okay now. Okay, good. Good, good, yeah, good. good. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I was listening to what you said while, while I was trying to get my, my headset working again. Yeah, good, because I don't want to repeat myself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, good. Good. I didn't want you to anyway. You Fine. drawn on for too long. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um what else do you have to add to this episode um okay there is one more thing i have to add um when somebody takes picture whether it be an artist of their mask or whether it be a cosplay shoot or something if you don't have anything nice to say fuck off okay because these people you know we Artists of all kind work very hard on what they do. You know, if you don't like the mask that they're wearing, if you don't like the artist that made the mask, so you want to say something smart about the cosplay or the picture, keep it to your damn self. You know, like everybody has their own tastes and preferences. If it's not your taste, scroll on. Okay. No one gives a shit about your opinion. That is absolutely correct. You couldn't have said it any better than I could have. The other thing too, that I want to add that I think that, um, gets overlooked in a lot of these groups is instead of creating 150,000, you know, bash, bash mass produce masks threads, just go into the little search bar inside the group and just type in the subject that you're looking for and check and see if there's other threads first before you create the 151st because you know, by by the time you come rolling in, creating your own thread, people are generally sick and tired of hearing about it by then. Yep. <laughs> and it doesn't yep. it doesn't take any effort to to type in like if you're if you're wanting to talk about the new Halloween kills mask, you know, type in Halloween kills mask or H four O mask or ghost mask or whatever the fuck that you're looking for. You know, it it doesn't take that much effort to just go up into the search bar and type it in. Yep. Take a look at it and that's what you'll get. <laughs> and you know, I'm I'm getting really sick and tired of the people you know like I made a post about this the other day and so okay. This is a perfect example of what we've been talking about with people not supporting or whatever. It seems like, okay, that I could take a complete photo spread and put it out there. And there's a very small percentage that comment or whatever on it. Okay, fine. But if I put out a controversial thread, like I did yesterday to basically say that I was, I was sick and tired of hearing about how much people dislike the new Halloween kills mask. You know, how many comments did that thread get like over 50, 60, 70 and i'm just like where in the hell are these type of comments for something that's positive where were you before <laughs> exactly oh well i didn't see that okay well pay attention okay. more but bullshit okay <laughs> but you know the 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 point is is i like i also want to lay out there to people that listen to this that are mass collectors stop falling for the sales trick you know you if if you honestly think 
and think about this. If you honestly think for $60 that you're going to get the product that is on the image, then I have some oceanfront property in the middle of the Sahara Desert for you to buy because you're a special kind of stupid. <laughs> it's like buying on Wish and expecting it to look perfect. <laughs> Come on, it's the Wish product. Right, but it's, it, it's also mass production. You got yeah. one person that lays hair. You got one person that paints an eyebrow. You got another person that cuts out eyes. They don't give a shit about your little minute details. They don't care. Yeah, so Stop falling for the sales pitch. Yeah, everything in their catalog pictures are going to look good. But you know what else look good? And I know there's a lot of people that are too young to think back to this. But way back in the day when they used to send out newspapers, like in Party City would have uh, ad images. I can tell you the Don Post, the mask looked amazing. And the catalog picture, you see it. Um, you see it uh, in the store? It looked like a wadded up piece of lobster pussy is what it looked like. <laughs> what? <laughs> lobster pussy. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> but the people that get so offended that the mask <laughs> did not look how it looked in the catalog picture, it's just getting annoying at this point real like how are you going to expect paying $60 and something that's made like uh, 150,000 copies just to get out there and make money fast make money fast you know you really think it's going to be specifically detailed for your like perfect little taste no the fuck it's not okay just expect what you get shut up be like look I knew this was going to happen okay I saw everybody else's shitty post this is what I'm going to get okay exactly it, it's just <laughs> The people that bitch about this, it's just like, my God, what did you expect? Well, it doesn't look anything like the catalog picture. Well, you're an idiot. God, I'm sorry. But have you, okay, here's an example. Look, watch Burger King and McDonald's commercials. Okay, you see how perfect they make the burgers? But when you get them in person, they look like shit. They still taste good, but they look like shit. There you go. Yeah, there's been some of those burgers that's come from that joint that, my dog is taking a better looking shit than some of those burgers, but you know what? <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather eat the McDonald's than the pile of shit my dog left. So exactly. Cause you don't know what kind of people are in there. You, you mean like personally, if I was making food, I want to make it look just like the commercial, but you got people in there who don't give a shit because they don't care, you know, and it's fine, whatever, you know, you know, they don't want to make it, they don't care about making it look like it does in the commercial. Just like these people who are making these masks, they're not, they don't have an interest in the hobby. They don't give a shit about your feelings. They don't give a shit about the movie. They've probably never even seen the movie. Okay. They're just doing it because they're getting paid cheap labor, whatever. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. You know, they don't care. So, well, you're this not is also, dead. this is also a job to them. It's not a lifestyle. Exactly. You know? It's just a job. It's not a hobby. It's not an appreciation. It's not a love. They don't give a shit about, you know, your feelings about the way it looks or the movie and the, and the fandom and the geek, whatever. They don't care about that. They're getting paid. They want to get it done fast. Okay. Yep. That's all they care about. Yep. So don't be shocked is all we're trying to say. Yeah. So lobster pussy is going to be trending worldwide now. <laughs> <laughs> wait till halloween ends i don't even want to know oh my god uh, the mask is going to be like a quarter of a, a piece of latex and everyone's like, oh my god i got this quarter of a piece of latex 
But it doesn't look like it looked in the catalog picture. So sad. Oh, man. When I see, like, reviews, like, I'm reviewing this mask. Like, I'm not even going to watch because I know what it's going to be like. It's okay. Pats you on the back. Yeah. Uh, but like there like and that's the other thing that I'm that I'm gonna say. Like I started out buying a toss. I got a rehaul because it did look the hair was a little different than you know the camel hair. I don't like the camel hair. But if that's all you can afford, by all means. But don't sit there and open up the box and expect it to look straight out of the movie. Okay. That's just not how it's gonna be. I didn't expect that. I liked the way my tots looked. The, it was rehauled. I liked the way it looked. I appreciated it, so I wore it. If I didn't like it, I would just be like, Oh well, you know what? I paid a less amount of money than I would for an indie mask. So whatever, you know, what do I expect? You know, I got pictures and what it was going to look like, which is, you know, a little better. But if you, if you look at like a magazine picture, it's just don't expect that. But at the same time, if you know what you're getting into, don't complain, you know, and, and, and we're not, we're not bashing anybody who can't afford like an indie mask. We're just saying, if you get it, do not complain. If it doesn't look like, what it does on, you know, the ad or whatever, you know? Yeah. That's, and that's really what it boils down to. Know, know what you're buying. Stop falling for the sales pitch that everybody continues. It's the same people too. It's like, they'll, (laughs) they'll, they'll, they'll they'll say, you know, back in 2018, it was the same thing. Like, you know, well, it doesn't look like the catalog picture. And it's like, you know, then three years later, I wish they would start making masks that look like their catalog picture. Well, they're not going to. That's the sales pitch. That catalog picture was painted, haired, and detailed by one artist under a professional um, lighting studio that was done and edited specifically to sell you a mass-produced product. Yep, just like burgers. (laughs) Yep, just like anything on Amazon. You yeah. go on Amazon, you look at, at, at pictures of some of these uh, some of these products, and they look pristine. They look perfect, but With you the get white them in background and everything, <laughs> right? But you get them in the mail, and they look anything but. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, whenever I was uh, buying up some of these things, like back when I wasn't doing masks a, a whole lot, and I would get like a cheap mass produced mask and rehaul it and and sell it, you know, like. So someone would say, well, how was the quality? I'm like, well, for a mass-produced mask, it was fine, but I I know what I was expecting. I was expecting a mass-produced product. Yep. I wasn't expecting Mozart or Picasso or anything like that. <laughs> and it's so just funny. like, I just don't understand why these people continue to put that much pressure on themselves. Yeah, like, don't beat yourself up. Like, you knew. you should. See, this is what I do, and... I've done this since I see my mom taught me this. Thank you, mom. Okay. I would look at a product that, you know, like you said, it looks pristine, but you know, I don't believe that shit. I would go in the reviews. Okay. I would go on the customer reviews and look at the pictures, the customer posts. Okay. So if you, you know, clearly this is an Amazon. So you go to other people who you share this hobby and interest with and you see if they got it, you look at the mask that they got, okay, look at all different kinds, compare, and then decide if you still want to buy one, okay? Don't just buy one because, oh, it released, oh my god, I got to buy one. Be smart, okay? And and then and then you won't be so disappointed and see if this is really what you want, look at other people's experiences, then go for it and be happy. Absolutely. Or or it's like those um, those Facebook ads, you know? I can't tell you, like, when I was getting ready to redo my backyard, 
Like I was looking for accent lighting along along my fence, and because of the algorithms and everything, and they're tracking you, um, yeah, they hear and everything you. now. <laughs> I saw every ad for a light to light up my backyard that was solar powered, that was battery powered, and guess what? In 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 those sales slick ads, the entire backyard would be lit up with one light, mm. and did did I expect that to happen? Hell no. It's a sales ad. Yep. Because if they put it out there, what it really does, do you think that you're going to buy that piece of shit? No. For real. I mean, sometimes you can even read the comments. Sometimes if I see ads like that, you know, stalking what I'm saying, I want this, you know, I'll look at the comments and I'll read people's reviews and they're like, oh, this actually worked. And you can tell if it's it's real people versus, you know, bots. The bots all say the same thing. But you see pe- real people's experiences is what you want to is what you want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you got to you got to spoon feed this kind of information to people who don't know how to shop. But that's OK. So. <laughs> well, also, people don't read. That's another yeah. problem. Uh, people just don't read in general. Let's just not even get started on that. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> God. <laughs> Well, that's all I have on this subject. Do you have anything else that you want to add or are we good to go? Um, I think we're good to go. I've gotten all my piece in with this uh, section. You know, I think we're good. All right. Well, I don't know what we're going to cover next week or the week after, but uh, we'll figure you know, it out. Ha- yeah, <laughs> we will. But uh, we, we, may, we may jump on and do some more movie talk next week. You never know. Yeah. Um, but from Hannah Price... From Chris Morgan, this has been Halloween Unleashed, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. For listening to Halloween Unleashed, be sure to download, rate, and subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts. From Apple, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and then join our social media channels at our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Halloween Unleashed, on Instagram at Halloween Unleashed, and on Twitter at HWeen Unleashed. Be sure to share our episodes in your horror groups on your timeline and on Instagram. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Halloween Unleashed.